Welcome to episode 96 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent. As always, I'm joined by Jason. How are you doing? I'm great. What's going on? Well, I think what's going on is Eddie Valise of King yes. is in the house tonight. He joins or us. today, or whenever you're listening to this. That's right. He joins us for a most comfortable interview. That's true. We'll get to that, what that means here in a bit. Of course. <laughs> 96, so... In our typical dork fashion, what happened in year 96? Oh, uh, man. Um, Stomp 442. Osmosis. There you go. The, uh, the Great Southern Trend Kill. Oh, nice. Yeah. Poison yeah. went platinum. Poison went platinum in 96? Yeah, that's when 86 to 96, the greatest hits of Poison came out, and they shocked everybody by going platinum. Well, there you with go. With the greatest hits album in the midst of the alternative years. That shows you the power of Poison. Yeah. Yep. Dog them if you want. You can't <laughs> deny them. The Jacksonville Jaguars stunned the Broncos in the playoffs. Oh, God. I'll never forget that. Yeah? No, okay. I've hated, I've hated the Jaguars for 20 years now. And, and Mark Brunel can suck my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, to take a line from Abraham. <laughs> right. and, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong, but it seems like 1996 was when we started doing the Thunder Underground fanzine. That's a good point, is it? I think so. Was it ninety six or ninety five? I think it, I think you're right. I feel I, I feel like it was ninety six because yeah. I I remember us working on it and listening to like Osmosis and shit. Right. I mean, I could. I mean, who knows? You know where your memory takes you, but I, I think that's how it went down. Yeah, we're getting deep here into the episodes, but you know, early on in this, we talked about the fact that we started this thing as a basically like a fanzine in Tulsa. Yeah, and we just printed up. Basically, paper copies of our reviews and yep. of concerts and albums and us just bitching about, you know, Smashing Pumpkins being popular and Anthrax not, you know, basically <laughs> stuff like that. And it's kind of it was kind of in like a, a newsletter type kind of form. Yeah. And we we run these fuckers off and go put them at Starship and Mohawk Mohawk Music and uh, just kind of stuff like that. Yeah. So that that was that was fun. That's kind of how how it started. So 20 years old this year. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Congratulations, Trent. Well, thank you. Same to you. All right. <laughs> well, like we said, we got Eddie Valise from King coming up. We're going to talk about that. What else we got to talk about? We saw Black Sabbath. Yes, we did. Right about a week ago. Yeah, we could go tonight. Yeah, or yesterday. That's right, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. By the time you've heard this now, Black Sabbath has played their final show in America. Yes. And one the third to fi- second to final show, I guess you'd call it, was mm-hmm. Tulsa. We got the chance to go out there. We recorded a review reaction on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a full, like, 25-minute 20, review of the show. So get on our YouTube channel. Subscribe at The Thunder Underground. There's other stuff up there, and there'll be more to come, but... Hear all about Black Sabbath there. We'll talk here just a minute about it. But yeah, I mean, you can't deny Black Sabbath. We know that. If you're listening to this podcast, you likely like them. If you don't, that's kind of weird. If, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so we've, you know, both of us had seen them a few times prior to this. This is the first time, though, since the early 2000s. And it was just as fantastic as it ever was. Uh, I'd, I'd agree. Because the thing is, you. You know what Geezer and Tony Iommi are going to bring. They're always going to bring yes, pure metal power. Um, 
my thing was always wondering, you know, how Ozzy's going to be because sometimes throughout the years it's been a little off. It's never been bad. It's not Vince Neil we're talking about, but it's it's just been a little subpar at times. But, you know, all the reviews and stuff I'd seen on YouTube since with the Sabbath over the last couple of years, it's been great. And then seeing him live, it was as great as I ever remember seeing him. Yeah. Which is phenomenal <clears throat> that it's at that point in his career and he's sounding good, you know. Yeah, I mean, he – and that was one thing, you know, the main thing I was focusing on was how was Ozzy going to sound. And he sounded great. I mean, it, it was – everything was as it should have been. He hit all the notes. I mean, he didn't – you know, there was no flub-ups. There was nothing. I mean, he he was on it, and it was it was really good. It sounded good from where I was at. Um, I really uh, – you know, like I said, it was a, a well-put-together set list. I really enjoyed the set list. Um, <clears throat> Geezer's bass solo was badass. Right. Um, as it should be. Howie's so, guitar solo was badass yes. during Dirty Women. Yeah, yeah, it was for sure. And uh, it was just a great night. And uh, the sound was great. And it was, uh, I was, you know, way up there. I got tickets last minute because forever, I, for a while, I just didn't want to go. It wasn't Bill Ward. It wasn't the whole thing. So... I was like, eh, I don't know, but I eventually just gave in and did it, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. Yeah, there was no denying we wish Bill Ward was there, but oh, yeah. like I talked about in that video, Tommy Clefettos, you know, just, he fit in perfectly. He didn't, and I even, I don't think he really even played in the same style as Bill Ward, and he just brought some energy to it, which is not like they needed energy, but I mean, the way he plays is just constant power. Yeah. And, that really came through, and I I like the fact that he wasn't just a dude back there filling in to where you know a hired gun and you don't really you know he was obviously in the promo pictures or anything because why would he be? But when he's there on stage, he stands out just as much as the other three do, which is impressive because you're talking about three of the biggest icons in metal history. That's right, yeah, and he he hung in there. Yeah, he had a he had a crushing drum solo. I mean, you can't say can't say anything bad. It was a he did a great job, and uh, you know, he he looked pretty menacing. You know, he looked pretty con like he was really concentrating, and you know, he he had just as big as part as the other guys. So, you know, it was it was a, a good addition. Yeah. Um, and you know, and and we you know we've seen him with Bill Ward a long time ago. Yeah. And that was amazing. You know, so uh, and, and so it kind of sucked. You know that they're going out you know, on this kind of note and they're not having Bill Ward, but what do you do? You know, it right. is what it is. So you just enjoy it. And it was fun. It was great. Yeah. We rambled about that on an episode before, so yeah. we did do it here. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. Like you mentioned the set list, hand of doom into the void, dirty women after forever. Yeah. We're all just fantastic additions, you know, stuff that obviously isn't, you know, at the top of a lot of, you know, your average rock fans, yeah. you know, minds when they think of Black Sabbath. So it's great that they got all this stuff in there as well to go with the, the big time hits. Oh, exactly. I mean, and that's the thing is you, you got all the hits, you know, and then you got some good, some good, you know, just like fan favorites and some, some album cuts, you know, Behind the Wall of Sleep, Hand of Doom. I mean, it was just, it was cool, man. It was cool. Yeah. And you can't. Another, you know, another time, 
I just want to throw in, we saw him with Mike Borden. Yeah. Which yeah. to me was fantastic because he's one of my favorite drummers. Yeah. And so there's a random note for you. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, and we didn't mention Rival Sons opened this thing. And both we had talked about this and both of us were have been fans of these guys since they came out. But it's yeah. just kind of like a casual fan. Like we like the music. They're great. They've never been in our area where we've seen them live. So to finally see him live, to me, really put it over the top. I went from being just like, oh, those guys are cool, to thinking, man, I really want to see these guys again, get more into them, because kind of the same way they had a presence on stage, you know, especially the singer and the guitarist, both just exemplified what they're trying to do, which mm-hmm. is, they even said, you know, we're a rock we're a rock and roll band. That's how they describe themselves. Yeah. And they really exemplify that 70s just swagger, you know, that Led Zeppelin style rock and roll. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, kind of like, uh, I agree with what you said, you know, we casual fans, but now I really want to, you know, sink my teeth into them. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pressure and Time is just a fucking amazing song. You know, that, that grabbed me from the get-go. What was it? Almost, I don't know, seven, eight years ago when we first heard it. Has it been How, that long? I don't know, however long. I know they've got a few records, so there's some kind of time span there. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, I, I've I've listened to every record they put out, but never really got super into it. So I'm gonna make time for that uh, now. Yeah, definitely. And I really hope that this helps them. You know, being on this tour, this whole tour for over a year now. Yeah. You know, which is great that Sabbath's doing this with a upcoming band rather than getting some like like I said on the YouTube thing. They could get anybody they wanted. Yeah. You know, oh, definitely. Some legendary act could open for Black Sabbath and it mm-hmm. would just be normal. But it's cool that they didn't do that because they don't need help, you yeah, know, promoting exactly. their show. So, mm-hmm. so hopefully this helps the Rival Sons and in, in the you know gain some popularity because you know it's not really the type of music that you're going to hear on active rock radio. Yeah. Yeah. And but you know, hey, you know, it it already perked our ears up. So yeah, maybe it is helping. You know. Yeah. And, and that's kind of something something I want to say. I didn't, we didn't. I didn't really go into on the YouTube video, but I really liked that it. it was just Sabbath and one other band. Yeah. Um. I, I sometimes when bands, even at an arena level or a club level, when they're packing like seven bands on a bill, you know, like three bands that are on tour with them, and then like three more locals. It's just like it's just a little crazy sometimes, you know. And the show starts at goddamn six in that yeah. six in the evening, you know. Nothing against local bands at all. I mean, we love them and we need them, we support them. But sometimes those bills just get a little bit. It's like too much, you know. Yeah. And so I really like when it's just the the main band and maybe one opener. So I I really I really dug that aspect of the show. Yeah. Well, like we mentioned YouTube a few times where. The Throne Underground, all yeah. one word. That's our YouTube channel, so subscribe on there. We've got that. We've got a review we did on Avenged Sevenfold's new album, The Stage, which is really good. We've done reviews on each of the new Metallica singles that had come out. And then, of course, here in like two days, the new Metallica album hits. Dude, I'm stoked. I know you're I, stoked. I am stoked. I can't wait. I ordered. I pre-ordered the vinyl deluxe, you know, whatever with the, you know... I, all kinds of whatever shit in it, you know, buttons and a lithograph and a CD and, you know, a Metallica tampon. I don't know what <laughs> else, what all's going to be in it, but I ordered it. 
And I'm hoping it kind of, I'm hoping it shows up a little early, maybe, you know? Yeah, sometimes uh, those pre-orders get to you a day early. I, I know. I'm hoping it shows up on that doorstep. So I am pumped. And, you know, I know that, you know, if I, if I really did some, some digging, I could probably find the album, you know? Yeah. But I just don't want to do that. I, I want it to be a surprise, you know? Right. It, you know, November 18th is like Christmas Day to me. <laughs> and I can't wait. Yeah, really looking forward to that because, you know, all three of those singles that have come out yeah. are all great. So you can only imagine that the other seven or eight songs are going to be great as well. Yep. I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm super excited. I want you to know, I want you to look at this, how I'm feeling right now. When New Guns N' Roses comes out, this is how you're going to feel. You think that's going to happen? I, I think it will. It might be a year or two. I think they've got some touring to do still, but I think it'll happen. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you're going to feel this way, Trent. Don't feel bad. Don't feel left out. Your time will come. Right. Well, I, I understand. I felt that way whenever <laughs> Fake No More put out their new album last year. Yeah, I know. For the first time in 18 years. Yeah. And I'm going to feel that way <clears throat> this coming, you know, early next year or whenever COC puts out the album with, with Pepper. Yep. But yeah, I understand that that's the next level. That's right. How you that's feel right. about Metallica or how I feel about Guns N' Roses. So. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, here we go. You know, you, you said, you said we could go off here a little bit. So fucking, I'm going to go off. You know, you, I know that Guns N' Roses is your favorite band. Now in, in the whole of all the bands you like, like where is, where is Metallica in that? Is it like number four or number eight or where would you say? Man, I don't know. Yeah. Probably in the teens or something. Really, in the teens? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm kind of hurt, dude. Because, I mean, I've that's, got... That's all right, though. You know, the top three, <laughs> Guns N' Roses and Faith No More and Tesla. And then after that, it's Anthrax and Pantera. And then you get into anything Zach Wilde's part of. Yeah. Or, uh, what, Megadeth? Yeah. That's probably a step above Metallica for me. And then... Yeah, well, probably around 10 then. 10? You know, there's a few other people that are up there, big, you know, high, like, you know, Motley Crue's fairly high. Yeah. But I get so pissed about aspects of Motley Crue, which uh, we know we're not going to get into. Yes, no kidding. That's so, a whole other episode. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'd say 10 at the lowest, 15. Okay. <laughs> okay, I, I, can, I can accept that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a number for you when we do our Metallica review. Okay, okay. Which is coming. Coming soon. Yes. Yes. Like we said, at The Thunder Underground on YouTube is where you heard that. And of course, once it's out, we'll talk about it probably on the next episode as well. Yes. Well, speaking of concerts, before we went to uh, King, or am I saying this? No, actually, we went back and forth. We did. We kind of went back and forth. Yeah, we went to King and then talked to Eddie for a bit. Of course, yeah. Then we saw... A little bit of uh, Blackwater Rebellion. Then we yeah. went over to who we've seen a few times. Check them out. Uh, Cody Slane's been on this podcast. Check yeah. that out. Then we went over to the Shrine here in Tulsa because there was another show going on with Tracy Guns. And he had a few local bands opening up for him that we wanted to check out. Of course. One, of course, is Fist of Rage, who we've championed quite a bit. Yes, and will continue to champion. Right. And then uh, Driver was there. Unfortunately, that was going on while we were talking to Eddie. Yeah. But we saw Doxy 
Drunk on Monday, and Fist of Rage. Yeah. And I really liked all three. I thought all three, you know, it was cool, you know, and we know what Driver does, you know, so I think it was cool. It was another one of those things where all four bands are all hard rock, metal, fit that bill, but they all brought a little bit, something a little bit different to the table. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Doxy's got that cool throwback, 80s style, you know, just real kind of, I don't know, you know. I know you don't like to ask for fans of type thing, but don't really want to compare them to <laughs> something. But, you know, it's that real, the heavier side of the 80s rock. Yeah. You know, kind of like we talked about with, like, Death Grip or something. But, so that was really cool to see. And then that was Charlie Ledford's final show, as with anyone, because he had left Searching for Sandy and split up recently. And this was other band he's in. So, wish him well in whatever he decides to do. And hopefully, down the line, he decides to play drums again. Yeah, Definitely. Then we saw Drunk on Monday, who we had not seen yet, and that was really cool to see. Eric Smith, who actually runs Vit Screen Printing, who printed our Thunder Underground shirts. That's right. And if you want one of those, hit us up. Yes. 15 bucks. Yes. And if you've got a band and you need t-shirts, hit up Vit Screen Printing. Yes. Great stuff. He prints for a lot of the bands in Oklahoma City area. Great guy. So it was great to finally see his band to finally be able to see him live was really cool. You know, he just, he's got that real kind of gnarly, gritty voice. Yeah. I, I, I thought his voice was great. I love yeah. the vocals. Yeah. And that, that's what, that really jumped no out bullshit, to me. Yeah. yeah. And so just check these guys out. If you get a chance, you know, just they're on uh, Facebook drunk on Monday, just like Doxy is. We're going to, you know, we had talked to them about coming on the show, so you should see Drunk on Monday coming down the line on the Thunder Underground podcast. Yes. And then, of course, we saw Fist of Rage, and guess what? We saw Fist of Rage again last night. That's right. Opening for Trapped. Or should I say that Trapped just went on after Fist of Rage? Exactly. That's what it was. Exactly. They they were, they, they, they Trapped cooled the crowd off. <laughs> there you go. Right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Fist of Rage, what can you say? We've um, said it. We've said it all. I know what I can say is they kick ass, and I love that band. Uh, I love all four of those motherfuckers, and uh, they always put on a fun show. Yeah. And yeah, what I like, I like that you said that, because, you know, we've, you know, a lot of the bands we've talked about or we've had on the podcast, some of the times it's like one member, so we kind of got to know one member or yeah. two. But with Fist of Rage, you know, they've all just kind of. You know, kind of like Severmind did or something where they just all four came out. You know, they're all four strong personalities and they great humans. So it's great to go to these shows and hang out with them, have a beer or something. Yeah. So look up Fist of Rage. And if you're from the Tulsa area, hopefully you've seen them by now. They've been around for quite a while. This current lineup's been going, you know, actually just this year. But I don't see it going anywhere. So That's right. And you never know. What Andy's going to be dressed as. Yeah. Or what he's going to have on. <laughs> but it's always entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's always a surprise. That's right. Yep. Well, then, before we get to King, I want to say there's some other great shows coming up around this area. Yes. Like, actually, tomorrow night in Fayetteville, Arkansas, at JR's Scattered Hamlet, who was our guest last week. That's a great episode, all four members. Definitely. We saw a great show. We talked about all that. But they're playing that JR's with um, 
uh, Scorned out of Arkansas, who Cody Slane is also the singer of that band, and Motor Train from Oklahoma, and this will be Motor Train's final show. Yes. So not only is it a great time to go see Scattered Hamlet, as it always is, and Scorned, but if you're in this area and you got the chance to get over there, go check out Motor Train. It's sad to see him go, but, you know, I would hope that I'm just going to keep doing something. These guys might be doing something on their own. Maybe we'll see them together. I don't know the story. Yeah. I'm just wow. sad to see them go, but hope the, hope you guys get out there to see them. Yeah, I mean, definitely check it out. Motor Train is badass. I saw them back in May, uh, and I fucking loved it. Uh, it was a... Uh, Really hate to see him go, but, you know, these things happen, and, you know, I'm sure we'll, uh, you know, we'll see we'll see something going on in some form or another down the line. Yeah. Yeah. The Saturday at Billy and Renee's, Screaming Red Mutiny and Blackwater Rebellion are playing, yeah. so that's another great time. I know that uh, Machine in the Mountain, some other great guys, great instrumental progressive metal band is playing at... Uh, downtown lounge saturday night as well november 19th gotcha then what jump in forward a couple weeks we've got crowbar with goat whore oh man and then That's both of kyle Wombs bands forever discussed and smoke offering yep december 3rd at the shrine Yep, and I mean, uh, that's a fucking, that's a metal lineup. No shit, uh, Less Than Humans opening up. Oh, uh, are they? Seriously? Yeah, they're playing too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, that's, that's one of the times that five bands on the bill is okay with you. Yeah, that is, <laughs> I will, yeah, I'll retract my previous statement for that. That's right. going to be one hell of a night, and it's a damn shame you're going to miss it. I haven't said I'm going to miss it. Uh, okay, all right. I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We shall. Yeah. And we got Henry Rollins making the rounds on That's his spoken right. word tour. We're going to try to hit one of those. Yeah. He's playing Springfield and Wichita. And I think in this area of the country, I think he's doing Kansas City and maybe Dallas or Little Rock. You know, yeah. so there's several chances around here to get out there and see him. Uh, I know the Springfield, Missouri show is on the weekend on November 26th. Okay. So... Hopefully we get the chance to get out there. If you've yeah. never seen Henry Rollins' spoken word, it's phenomenal. You yeah. know, it's just, it doesn't matter. You know, he talks about politics. He talks about music. He talks about everything. And, you know, his politics, you know, he leans a little left. But even if you're not into that, he's pretty fair about the shit he rips on. So yeah, don't be afraid to go. And, you know, he's got great stories like he did a stand-up you know at Vakken this past year where it was like 45 minutes of him talking about nothing but Lemmy and it's like it felt like it was five minutes long exactly yeah and his voice is even cracking and stuff and he still just like kept going yeah. um and, and that and that's the thing you, you know you get with Henry Rollins uh spoken word is you know makes you think um there's a lot of laughs uh and and, and it's uh it's like stand-up plus more um yeah. And it's, uh, you know, you're going to, you kind of think, man, I'm going to sit here for an hour and a half and just listen to some guy talk on the stage. But I mean, believe me, you're entertained. Uh, you're engaged. It's, it's something that everyone needs to experience. Yeah. Yeah. When's the last time that we've seen him? Um, it was, <clears throat> is that one in Oklahoma City? Yes. I think yeah. in 2005. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think so. Um, and that was a really good one. At the, uh, uh, some Coca-Cola something or other. It's something different now. Oh, that Bricktown Live event Yeah, center. yeah, something like that. Yeah, we'd also seen him in Stillwater. 
at Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. and then where was that other one before that? I can't remember. TU. Yeah, that's right. Well, we saw them last year at Riot Fest. All right. With the West Memphis Three panel. Yeah, that was great. Which is a that was completely different. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. It was a complete honor to watch that. Yeah. It was a privilege. Yeah, we had an episode, man. That's been over a year now ago. Mm-hmm. Where our, go look at our riot rest or look up our riot fest review episode. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, because that was just a really cool experience to see them up there with, you know, the the West Memphis Three, and then, you know, some of the people that are involved with it, and then right. Thurston Moore and some other random musicians, you know, to talk about it. So that was really cool. But I think we've rambled enough. It's time to talk about some King. Yes. So yeah, after we saw that, you know, that Tracy Gunn show, we bailed out after Fist of Rage and went back to see King because that's what we had to do. That's right. And that's what we had to do. They're playing Downtown Lounge. So first I want to say, if you're from the Tulsa area and you don't know about Downtown Lounge, shame on you. Yeah. I talked to someone recently, like a friend of mine, I'm not going to name names, <laughs> it was like maybe a month or two ago, I mentioned the show, I'm like, hey, did you see so-and-so's coming to Downtown Lounge? He's like, no, I didn't. What's Downtown Lounge? And I told him, and they were like floored that there's a heavy metal bar in Tulsa. Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah. it's been there for, well, the bar has been there forever. It used yeah. to be some, called something else. Dead but it's, town. Yeah, it's been like six years, six or seven years, it's been Downtown Lounge. Like, yeah. how do you people not know? And it's like... Regardless, it's great to have a heavy metal bar, and Jake, the owner, you know, does a great job of just bringing in badass bands all the time, like King, and then, like, War Beast was, like, a couple days after that. Insight. Yeah. Just, and we've seen tons of other shows there. Yeah. You know. We saw Karabi there. Freaking Wino. Yeah, yeah, Spirit Caravan. I mean, yeah, Jake's really got a good thing going on down there, and, you know, that's the thing is, uh, we're downtown, you know, even if there's not a show, well, where do you want to go? Downtown Lounge. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the place to just, just go hang out. Yeah. But it's an intimate place to see a show. It's got, you know, it's a cool setup. And you know, it, it sounds it, great. Yeah, it never sounds bad. Yeah, it can ever. get loud, but it still sounds great. Yeah, you know? exactly. So there's nothing, you know, get your ass over there. Well, anyway, we saw King. So we've seen King before. But the times we've seen them before have been at festivals, yeah. and it's been, you know, outside short sets. Or so, Dime Bash or whatever. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, the same thing, short set. Yeah. So, to be able to see a headline set in a tiny little club was really cool. Yeah, just in your face. And, you know, it's a band that, you know, has really come on, come on, come up on our radar in the last three or four years, and we've both, I think, really taken a liking to and um, to to see you know to see an up and coming band and one that we're so familiar with, uh, just up front and in your face and just you know a no holds barred like that was just I mean it was amazing. I mean and it was loud as fuck, but it wasn't like it didn't sound bad. I mean it was just it was great. It really was. Yeah, it's always great to see a three piece. That, yeah. you know, just sounds powerful as hell. Yeah. And all three of these guys, you know, are just bringing it. And, yeah. you know, just like Pepe on the drums is just, you know, it was hard to like 
pay attention to the other two at times because you know you're just so yeah just like, bringing it so much you know like on pristine warning when it gets real fast yeah i mean that's just like god how's that guy fucking doing that right i mean it's just like a machine dude yeah it's a machine and eddie uh you know he's got these uh he sometimes he'll he'll get into some crazy passages on the guitar and he's fucking singing at the same time <laughs> i mean that's just uh yeah, I mean it's and he's it's not great. just he's not just putting vocals out there. He's fucking singing. Yeah, yeah. He's and we get into that in this interview <laughs> about clear vocals and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because these guys get you know lumped into the the stoner rock kind of genre, which you know fair enough. Yeah, the stuff you know has that vibe, that sound. But I think I think we talked about it in an interview actually like. Of the three out, this is my favorite album of the three. Yeah. The new one. Yeah. You know, I love the other two, but it's just because it kind of, you know, is a little bit broader in the, the points it reaches. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds like it's kind of opened them up to, yeah. you know, like we've talked about with some bands over time, you know, like they're setting, like you've talked about with Lamb of God. It's like they set themselves up to like move in a broader direction yeah. for the future. And which, and it's and it's in a natural way. It's not like a well we need to start doing this yeah, so we the, can get here, you not know, the so we can obtain. <laughs> oh man, no, no, you said right. it. <laughs> not the all that remains way. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, those two are never going to be on the podcast. I'm going to erase that in flames part cuz I really want the minor. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's the, and that's the cool thing about, about King is, you know, they, they go, they go tour with fucking Papa Roach and then they go tour with Clutch. And it's not a, it, it's, it's a natural thing. Yeah. You know, it's not like, wow, we need to start sounding like this so we can get this. I mean, that's just, that's their appeal and that's their natural, their sound and what they want to do. And I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of bands that have this musical sound don't really have, well, like you mentioned, the vocals, that soaring kind of vocals, and I think that's yeah. what sets them apart from exactly from everyone else. Yeah. So, Breathe in the Water is the new album. Been out like a little over a month, and it's just it's candidate for you know everyone's top ten in my opinion. It's of course you got to check it out. Yeah, and and now what were we saying about the comfortable part? comfortable part of the interview oh yeah well <laughs> we actually talk about it here coming up that's anyway, right we do we do but yeah we looking for a spot to do it he decided to do it in the van and he just decided to lay down and as i ask him here this is you were listening to eddie valise's first ever interview where he laid down in yeah. person <laughs> it's history people history yeah. yeah this is it's like those weird you know, stats they give you in baseball that you don't care about. Exactly. This we're, is one of those. We're bringing it to you. Yeah. We like, we made a podcast record. Right here. Yes. Right well, is it time to do this? I think so. All right, let's get into this. This is Eddie Valise, lead vocalist and guitarist of King. Yes. Comforting interview. <laughs> oh, that's what 
we will be comfortable. Be comfortable. Uh, <laughs> don't hit me with anything stressful, man. I'll shit on you. All right, all right. Is this the first interview you've ever done laying down? Or you've probably done one on the phone laying down, right? Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> but this is the first in-person interview laying down, yeah. yeah nice. Cool. <laughs> well, so Breathing the Water's been out almost a month. I mean, has the reception been great from fans? Yeah, has, uh, you know, I honestly don't know how long it's been out. To me, it feels like it's only been a week. Uh, so, that was pleasant. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's a new album to me. It's going to be fresh yeah. for another two years, you know, to me. So Yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, the response has been awesome. Friends, family, dig it. A lot of, you know, interviews and people who are reviewing the record, you know, we've not heard any... Yeah. really bad stuff everyone's been positive and great and yeah. some people blown away others people are like yeah this is awesome and others are just is really cool so yeah. there's no one that's been like it sucks <laughs> <You> know, <so. laughs> and if there is we've not heard it so stay stay away cool, cool. <laughs> well uh you know noticed which i mean i've i've noticed in you know the past records too i mean you guys have pretty expansive and even on stuff like uh Show me your love and uh, song for a broken mask and not enough. It's just uh, they take they really take you to a place. Yeah, and that's the only way I can I can't I'm bad at describing shit. So I hear you. I, I just I really like that. You know, it it just I'm at work and it hits and I'm lifted. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. But that's what music is supposed to do. You know, yeah. art and creativity is supposed to take you there. You know, I mean, if if there's a band out there or or an artist out there who's giving crap and it's not taking you anywhere it's it's there's no substance there's nothing behind it you know so we definitely try to create riffs and lyrical content and melody that's gonna take the listener to a different place like you know why do you wanna exactly what you just said you're at work and one of these songs go on you know come on and it just transfers you somewhere else yeah yeah, so that's great. You know, that's what it's supposed to do. Definitely. <laughs> well, how do you, do you guys write as a trio, or do you do you write a lot of the stuff and bring it to the other guys, or how does it, that work? It's it's. I mean, I do a lot of the writing, a lot, a lot, a lot of the writing. Uh, so I guess about I'm gonna say about eighty five to ninety percent of it. Okay. Uh, Pepe, especially on this record, uh, Tony was kind of out of commission, and uh, he had a, a sort of a writer's block, if you will, and. Beppe definitely, my drummer Beppe, he, he you know, came in and, and he had quite a few ideas that worked out and I would come in when, uh, with certain song riffs and ideas and melodies and I'd bounce them off of him and he'd just like, yeah, that's cool, let's move on with that, you know, so he, he definitely helped out a lot, you know, but uh, I guess for the most part I'll sit down with a riff and sit down with an idea and bring it to the guys and if their face lights up when I show it to them then I know we're going to move on with that and you know create and finish that product <laughs> if they give you a face and go oh that's cool then you just kind of put it by the way <laughs> <laughs> have, have, have you ever had writer's block before oh yeah how do you, how do you deal with it how do you come out of that rut uh, a handful of times you know I, I like to do what I will do is is uh just let's start listening to music outside my uh, comfort zone. You know, I mean, I love Black Sabbath. I love Led Zeppelin. I love Pantera. I love, you know, a lot of bands. You know, uh, and 
we all kind of get stuck in that comfort zone where we have certain bands we just listen to, you know, all the time, you know. Uh, so I wasn't a big Beatles fan when I was younger, you know, uh, and I had some writer's block, and I was like, you know what, let me, I'm not a big Beatles fan, let me, let me get these records, you know, so I ended up buying all the records, and uh, going into their first, second, third, fourth, all the way through, you know, and, you know, I think the first three or four records, I was just kind of like, man, I can't, this is too bubblegummy, it's too poppy, you know, there's some stuff in there that was cool, but for the most part, it was just like really late 50s, early 60s, rock and roll, you know. Yeah. Feels alright now, <laughs> me tight. Anyhow, you get to like, you know, little late, you know, mid, mid 60s, I guess, and there was a song that hit me like a ton of bricks, and it's I'm Only Sleeping by the Beatles, you know. Very mellow tune, very chill, and it's just a cool vibe song, and what hit me the most was... Uh, the songs that they're doing, it's a song that they're playing, but you hear these vocal harmonies that come in and they just do this rad layer. And it's this really two, really pretty two-part harmony that's going over this really somber, really mellow song. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, that's beautiful. That's awesome. And then that opened me up to do songs like Takes Its Toll and Falling Down off the first record, you know, which, uh, you would never guess that that's the song that will open you. You never know what's going to open you up, you know. That inspiration hits you when it hits you, you know. I have a lot of friends who will just, you know, they'll, they'll talk about how, oh, man, every riff I write, I get hired. I, I, I do some sort of drug. Or I'm shit-faced drunk when I, wrote, when I wrote it, you know. And I think you could eliminate all of that stuff because inspiration is going to hit you whether you're drunk, high, or sober, no matter where you are. You can be on the shitter. You know, and a riff's gonna hit you, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I gotta, I gotta record that." You know, and you pull out your phone and you hum it into the, hum it into your your memo pad on your whatever, and and uh, hopefully you do it justice, and you go back, and then you can write, you know, on it. So, hits it hits you whenever it wants to. Yeah. And, you know, you're not, you know, inspiration's not coming from you; it's coming from the world around you. So. Nice. <laughs> well, I don't like to tell artists when something sounds like something just. In case they don't like that band, but mm. when I heard "Song for Broken Mask," it really reminded me of Temple of the Dog. Cool. So yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it's a great thing. And the solo in that thing is totally kind of what you just said. You know, it's kind of a somber mid-range thing, yeah. but that solo is real beautiful and just kind of appreciate it, man. Jumped out at me over everything on that album. Thank you so very much. And that's funny because that song I wrote years ago, like from a this really old song that we just kind of refurbished and. Oh, yeah recreated and we're just like, you know that was a really cool song as a matter of fact when we were doing pre-production for uh um uh breathing the water uh machine the producer we went through all our songs that were going to go on the record and that was the last one we're like well you know we have this one song it's kind of an older guy but you know you want to take he's like just play it see what happens you know and we play it and he was just like dude this song is great you know like <laughs> so it made it to the record you know and well what a what kept that song laying around so long? I mean, was this just the right time to do it? Kind of in a sense. I mean, yeah. we, we, Tony and I were in a band a long time ago, and that's where I wrote that song. And this was maybe like 2003, 2004, or something oh. like that. Yeah, so uh, we would always talk about certain riffs, certain songs, and that was always one of them. It's just, it was so, it was really good. You know, it was just like a really good, solid song. But when we originally recorded it or wrote it, wrote it, when we wrote it, when we originally wrote it, um, 
it was uh it was uh like nine minutes long you know so we had to cut it down and cut it down and finally when now now that it's on this record i think it's like four minutes four or five minutes still kind nice. of a long song but <laughs> you know we finished it off yeah 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 well uh talk about um you know you're in today you know today's all the bands metal heavy stuff it's a lot of stuff's real guttural and screamy and you've got a voice yeah know, man. and and i mean was that something conscious you wanted to do or 100%. when did you know you could sing and you uh, know all that kind of stuff yeah we started we, you know again with that older band that i was talking about mm-hmm. you know we did have it was kind of those one of those like screamy singy bands you know and it, at that time i think we were almost one of the first ones you know yeah. that were doing that in la especially but i remember I was screaming at some point, doing that really guttural stuff, and I worked myself into becoming good at it. But my singing voice was getting a little wrecked. You know, there were certain notes that were like, you know, bouting out, you know, like where I would try to hit a note and it would just like be, like dwindle in a certain area. And it was because I was doing the rah, scream stuff, you know. Uh, so I just eliminated it. I was like, I don't want to do that. And as a matter of fact, there's so many bands doing it that it doesn't makes sense it's it's uh it's oversaturated especially that i mean it came down to a point where uh you could have a band who is fairly big right i'm not going to mention any names but they could lose the singer who becomes like their icon right and that person disappears they either leave the band or die and they could just fit another guy in there, no fucking problem, yeah. with a guttural scream. Which, to me, kind of struck me as, well, that fucking band has no soul. You know? If you could replace a singer that quick, there's no soul in that band. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and you could look at Allison Chains, for instance, who was a... That, you know, their singing, their harmonies, that whole thing was so amazing yeah when that band fell apart they couldn't find anybody to fit that guy's shoes for a very very long time you know and even the guy that they have now he's doing a great job but you know it's still not it's still not the guy yeah you know what i'm saying (laughs) you know exactly so that being said we knew i knew that no matter what we did musically whether it's thrash, whether it's rock and roll, whether it's super mellow acoustic country type vibe thing, as long as I'm being melodic over everything, we could do whatever we want musically, you know? So that's what we did with King. You know, we have songs like Pristine Warning and Big Ugly Me, and then we have, you know, uh, uh, Paper Heart Rose and, you know, Takes Its Toll and uh, Show Me Your Love, you know, like these songs that... The only common de- denominator is my vocal, you know, and singing over it, singing over everything, you know. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> I want to see those motherfuckers replace me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't let them forget it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about you guys just finished this Clutch tour. Yeah. Like, what was it like getting up in front of Clutch fans and Zach fans that might not have known you? Did you get a great response? And oh, it was a great response, man. I mean, every night we would hammer it out. And uh, we knew our job. We knew what we were there to do. You know, we wanted to light up the place and definitely show our respect and give our respect to Zach and you know Blasco and Joey who were in Zach Sabbath and Clutch who are the best dudes ever and they're mighty as fuck. You know, they are. 
these dudes just can, can they can go in any club, any bar, any arena, and fucking destroy it. You know, destroy it. There, there. You know, I'd always, every now and again, I'd run into Neil, and uh, there's no description for the guy. You know, I'd just be like, dude, you are. <laughs> a fucking very magical man. Like, that's the only description I could give him. You know, he's amazing. That entire band is just yeah something else, you know? They're, they're such a blueprint for, like, just doing it themselves and how it should be done and just, yeah, anything. And it says, but again, you know, <laughs> but are they? You know, I mean, because if we were, to, if I was to do something exactly like Clutch... It wouldn't fucking work for me. Yeah, it wouldn't work for you. Yeah. And it wouldn't work for fucking like 800 other fucking bands. Yeah. Because there's probably that many bands who are trying to follow their footsteps. And it's not working. Because True. JP on drums, Neil on vocals, and Dan and Tim, the pillars, the wingmen, you know. Yeah. You just, that, there's just something magical about it, you know. It's, a, it's like this weird new age uh, cheap trick, you know, where you had the two, <laughs> yeah. the two nerdy guys and then the two rock and roll guys. But this is like two, I feel like it's like two, uh, like office working dudes and two other guys from like the warehouse, you know, uh, awesome. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, they just destroy it every yeah. night. They're fucking amazing. They're amazing. Definitely. They're so talented. They're great. Great guys. Great per people as well. Yeah. Yeah, I was at the Oklahoma City show, which unfortunately was one of the ones you guys missed. I had to go, yeah. 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 Then I, But I saw, I think it was the night, the show before maybe, Little Rock, where you got on stage and played Burning Beard with them. I did. So, like, how did that come about? Did they just ask you to do it? or did you, Yeah, you know, it's funny. It, 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 that's kind of a long thing that, that happened years ago. I think our, one of our, I think our second tour with Clutch, uh, uh, Al Function, who's Clutch's guitar tech uh, and monitor guy, uh we were doing a show in somewhere in Illinois and my bass player Tony had to leave because he had to go do some court shit he had to take care of some stuff or whatever and uh, we didn't want to cancel the show so we asked Al their guitar tech you know hey you know you think you can play bass and he's like yeah I'll tr- totally do it you know and he learned like four or five songs he learned like a set and uh, we went ahead with him and did it well when we were practicing and rehearsing and showing him those tunes in like these little hotel lobbies uh tim came up to me and uh and uh we were just talking and i was like hey dude you know what that that, that riff on, on burning beard like how the hell do you play it because i know i was trying to play it uh by my on my on my own you know so i was like how do you play that song and it's just one of those perfect riffs where the minimal amount of riff is the best yeah it's just <laughs> enough you know so I was overthinking it, and I'm like, how the hell do you play that stupid riff, you know? And he's like, oh, it's like this. He shows, and he, you know, he just plays it really quick. And I was like, oh, that's it? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, holy crap, this thing is so effective. It's such a great riff. And he's like, well, hey, you know, I've never, uh, uh, he's like, I've always wanted to hear that song with two guitars. So you, you want to you wanna play with us? <laughs> yeah, sure, you know? So that must have been two, three years ago, and uh, I learned it really quick. And uh, I was like super stoked, and I just kind of study, and I was like, I got this, I got this, and so I guess the, the the night before, the night after, rather, he was just like, hey, let's do it, and I was like, cool, and we went into it, and he That's let great. me take a solo at the end. So come, you know, fast forward now, you know, he's like, hey, we're gonna do Burning Beard, you want to play it? And I'm like, yes, you know, and we kind of went over it really quick, 
somewhere in I think I want to say Cincinnati. Yeah. And uh, I played it the first time on this tour there. Nice. You know, and, and every now and again, like I guess every like third show or something, they'd be like, "We're doing it here." You know, you wanna? Yeah. And Dan would come up. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Would you want to play with? And they, they were so nice and humble about it too, because every time they would like ask, it would be in such a way where like, well. If you want, you know, if, if you want, they put their hands up and like, well, if you want, you know, would you want to play? Well, I'm like, fuck yes. Like, you don't have to be nice about it. You could just be like, point at the guitar and I'd be like, yes, here I go. <laughs> you know, like, already know. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, speaking of, you know, having of collaborations and stuff, we saw uh, Dime Bash, Jose. Yeah. Uh, great choice on Revolution because it seems like, on a Pantera song to play because it just seems like most bands, you know, just pick gravitate them. towards the one exactly. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah we. Tr- I mean, I'm a huge Pantera yeah. fan. You know, I love them to death. I mean, I really wish I could play a lot better <laughs> to give, <laughs> you know, to give them more, give Dimebag more justice. You know, but uh, Revolution is my name was one of our favorite songs. Actually, that album, Reinventing the Still, was so heavy it was yeah. so good it definitely it's one of my top top three for sure yeah you know? it's it's one of the ones not a lot that not a lot of people talk about it's got some good stuff I, and I don't understand yeah. it because it's amazing it's amazing <laughs> yeah. you know if if there's any if there's a band out there that's looking for a blueprint that would that would be one of them that record that record is so good from start yeah. to finish you know definitely yeah, yeah guitar and you've got to belong as a matter of fact, one of the one of the big uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, one of the big like uh, if you listen to uh, what I'm made of, and then that crawls into Reckoning Part Two. Yeah, that was like a total homage to the end of Reinventing the Still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that whole fucking bit, you know. <laughs> I even forget what ours is at this is at this point. <laughs> so it was a total yeah yeah so there was an homage to that whole ending and we were fucking stupid nerd fans you know Hell yeah. <laughs> what are a few of your other favorite pantera songs uh Fucking, uh, it's weird because there's a lot of certain sections that are my favorite. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily the entire song, but like, you know, how the hell best it for tomorrow, tomorrow. Don't get to don't get You never be the father right here. We're fucking your back. We're fucking your back. We're fucking your back. Oh, fuck. Yeah, can't stay still. <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, so yeah. fucking good. Nice, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking great, great riffs, great songs. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, I had a question. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yes. You've had uh, quite a few, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Only a couple more, we promise. Uh, far away. Are you gonna play it live ever? That's a badass song. Really? You know what? It's not one of our. It's not one of our favorites. You really? know, uh, it's his favorite, and that's all he ever talks about. <laughs> for years, uh, for two years, whatever. Fuck, far away. Uh, you don't owe me anything. 
Hey, that works right there. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You'd probably you'd, there's like two other people that maybe have asked for that song, you know. So, uh, uh, it's crazy. One day. Yeah, one day, one day. <laughs> we'll nice. see. Depending, you know, if we ever get to that like Foo Fighter status, you know, like <laughs> you got to fill up two and a half hours. Yeah, we'll we'll crank that one out at some nice. point. Nice. But uh, there's a lot of songs that we write that we think are great at the time, yeah. and then they just don't get the feedback that we want. Like you would, you would probably be like the second, third dude, wow. <laughs> and it'd be like, well. "That's a good one." Yeah, we get a lot of Stone Shut, Self Medicated Man, yeah. uh, the Ode. People really dug. Uh, it's funny because our least favorite song on that record we play the most because that's the song that the record label pushed. You know, Electric Halo. We're just yeah. like, ugh. <laughs> that's not the coolest song on that record. You know, the coolest song on that record is like burn the serum yeah, yeah. and self-medicated man you know and then sunday smile is an awesome track you yeah. know like these are killer rock tracks that the label just overlooked because they didn't feel that electric halo performed as well as it should have when it wasn't even our idea to put that on the on the record so but you know just like any band we always get fucked in the end <laughs> nice. Nice. well you mentioned tim talking about two guitars on that song did you do you ever have any music that you thought could use two guitars or you just i mean all our songs could use two guitars you know there's never a a riff idea that i do on the record where i don't believe that there should be one guitar on it you know it it all kind of depends i always try to come from the school of jimmy page where he just wanted an army of guitars on every riff on every song so i love that you know harmonies and alternate don't worry about those guys alternate uh, uh, strumming and rhythms in, in, a, in a song, you know, so, you know, I guess if anybody would ever want to come out and jam, we would never say no, you know, yeah, come on out, come, I've always, even songs like Falling Down and shit like that, but like, yeah. whoever we're touring with, like, hey, you want to come out, like, come jam with us, <laughs> you know, come hang out with us, so, Bleed Easy, you know, that, that was a very, like, bluesy yeah. vibe song, and uh, every now and again, we'd get a, a bishop from Crowbot. When we had them out on a tour, he'd come out and we'd do like a little solo blues thing and back and forth jam. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Right All right, man. Well, we appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for the time. Thanks, guys. There you go, Eddie Valise from King. Thank you so much to him for taking the time to do that. Thank you to Pepe for helping facilitate that. Thank you to Claire from Razor and Tie for setting it up. And of course, thank you to you for listening. Definitely. You know. And I got a little 15 second. Uh, far away jam. That's true. I gotta love that. Yeah, like he actually sang your. You don't owe me anything. Hey, that works right there. <laughs> Is yes. that your favorite King song? One, one of or the close I, to I it? think so. I think uh, so far it's my favorite one. You found but, out from him that you're like one of three it, people, it, and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but this new album is really is starting to just take over that. Yeah, I'll say. But yeah, I mean, we, we met all three of them. Pepe kind of helped put it together. Uh, great guys. Can't thank you guys enough. It was awesome. Yeah. And I can't stress enough that you got to pick up Breathe in the Water. Yes. If you like rock music, you should like it. I just, I say that about other stuff, but I mean it. All killer, no filler. That's right. That's what this album has. And it's it's got all kinds of stuff. It's got the heavy stuff and it's got the... Like we talked about with, with a couple of songs, you know the, you know the more, the lighter, more beautiful stuff. Exactly. So, 
Anyway, check that out and check out the previous two albums as well. And while you're doing that, check us out on soundcloud.com backslash thunder dash underground. We've got 95 previous episodes. We've had on guys from Corrosion Conformity, Drowning Pool, Soil, The Obsessed, Megadeth, Crowbar, Scattered Hamlet, like I mentioned, has been on here three times. Yeah. You mentioned Insight earlier. They, You know, Richie's been on here twice. That's right. We've had uh, guys from Overkill, uh, Miss May I, um, COC, you know. That's the first thing I said. Oh, you yeah. did? Yeah. See, we get into these, we're listing them off every week, yeah. and I just... Forget what has been yeah, said. Yeah, because now. there's so many, and we're, we're you know... We're getting to be at a good point now, so yeah. Be just, like '80s rock. We've got a lot of that too. I know I do. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so there's something for everybody. Just scroll back, you know, crack open a beer, get a uh, nice hot cup of coffee, something, whatever you like, and just kind of scroll through and pick one you think you might enjoy because you're probably gonna. There you go. Thethunderunderground.com is the website. We've also got Instagram. YouTube, like we mentioned earlier, Twitter, and of course Facebook is backslash The Thunder Underground. Get on there and like us. Find out updates daily. That's right. That's right. And something else we probably should have talked about earlier, but if you have not heard the New Testament album, Brotherhood <laughs> yeah, of the no Snake, shit, man. this thing is a fucking slam. Yeah. Like yeah. Testament is, they were never not back, but the previous two albums I've done since Skullnick came back and they you know what was it uh, Formation of Damnation and what was the other one Dark Roots of Thrash is that what it's called yeah or Dark I mean, Roots of Earth whatever it was like those two albums are great but this one is just like another level uh, yeah get your helmet on yeah it's it's insane he's kind of bringing Chuck Billy's kind of bringing back the, the death of your vocals a little bit and stuff and I mean, it's just, you know... And the riffs are just fucking off yeah, the charts. They'll just fucking... They'll peel the paint off the walls. It's beautiful. Yeah. And just... I mean, look at that. That's like... Now we've had... You know, we talked about Death Angel because we had Ted from Death Angel on our podcast. Go listen to that one. That new album is an unbelievable. Yeah. You know, we've mentioned many times that Anthrax's new album is one of our favorites of the year. Megadeth's new album as well. Those are four of the big hitters from the heyday of thrash. That's right. Overkill's got a new album that's coming out like in a couple weeks. Yeah. Unless it's already out. And I'm I don't think so. But it's coming out this month sometime. And I've heard, you know, the singles on Sirius, that's badass. Yeah. I mean, those guys don't put out stuff that's not badass. That's right. And then we've got Metallica this week as well. So now you've got six, basically every major band from thrash. And then last year we had new Exodus, new Slayer. Slayer, yeah. So it's but, a good it's a good time for that yeah, shit, man. It a good really is time period for thrash because yeah. all those every one of those albums has been great. Exactly, and we you know we can safely assume that Metallic and Overkills will be as well. Yes. So, thrash, do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, once again, thank you for listening. Thank you to Eddie from King. Underground at gmail dot com is our email. Submit music, buy t shirts and koozies, so on and so forth, or Nude pictures. Okay. Of females. Okay. Unless you're Trent and, you know, dudes are okay. All right. If it's John Crabby, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you just made this totally weird. <laughs> That's what I do, man. All right. All right. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground.